You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Good morning, Eduardo. How are you? I wanted to meet you because I have a few questions regarding my running performance. The fact is that I've been following Usain Bolt's training, but I cannot run as fast as him. Do you think this is because he has a better genetics? Hmm. Hi, David. Good question. Last week, I was doing a bit of research about this topic, actually, and I came across a project called 1000 Athlons Project. That's a clever name. I guess it has to do with athletes and genomes. Do you know who is behind this project? The project is designed by Masashi Tanaka from the Tokyo Metropolitan Institute of Gerontology and Janis Pizziladis from the University of Brighton. Tanaka is a geneticist whose studies focus on the automated sequencing of mitochondrial DNA. Mito <laughs> what? What does that mean? Okay. Uh, in other words, he's analyzing the reasons behind Japan being the country with the highest life expectancy and many Japanese people reaching 100 years of age. Okay, now I get it. And the other one? Janis Pitsilaris is a Greek doctor in physiology. He decided to become a scientist in order to find out why some athletes make it to the Olympics and others don't. It sounds good, but what is 1000 Athlons project about? Well, the project aims to sequence 1000 genomes of sprinters and distance runners of West and East African descent by 2020. But they have already finished the first phase in which they have analyzed the DNA of the first 12 sprinters and 12 long distance runners from Kenya, Ethiopia and Jamaica. Pizziladis started collecting the samples on 2000, so you can imagine it is a long-term project. Are there any conclusions yet? Well, so far they haven't found one specific gene tool shared by all the champions, and that genetics is, the only, is not only the factor which determines sporting success, the environment also plays a relevant role. I completely agree with that. Just the other day I was watching a documentary on TV about elite athletes, and there was an expert called Jordan Santos from the Basque Public University who says that there are multiple factors which can lead an athlete to become a champion, such as the diet, the running economy, and training. Hmm, that makes sense. Does he provide any examples? Yes, the most interesting one is about Kenyan athletes. He refers to a study that found that most long-distance runners from Kenya used to run more than 10 k's every day to go to school. It seems that what we do as children can determine what we do as adults, so environment plays a critical role there. Oh yes, I, I have heard about uh, Kenyan and Ethiopian athletes coming from the Great Rift Valley. Uh, that is an area 1,200 meters above sea level. What does he say about the genetics of, of Kenyan athletes? He has found in one of his studies that long-distance Kenyan runners show better oxygenation under stress than other athletes, which can give them an advantage at the end of a marathon. Also, he mentions that almost 1, 100% of Jamaicans share a gene called actin in alpha-3 that all sprinters have, while in Europe, not even 50% of people have it. Okay, so genetics does have an impact along with the environment. It is a mix of both. Yes, it is. Another good example showing the perfect mix between environment and genes is what WADA senior executive director, Oliver Rabin, explains about Jamaica. In that country, athletes are role models in their communities. What does he mean about uh, rock models? On top of having the key genes for sprinters, the biggest event of the school year in Jamaica is the spring competitions between children. Most of them take part, so the pool of runners would make it easier for coaches to identify future Olympic talents. 
That's an interesting example. The role of the environment is the perfect setting for those genes to show. Actually, I watched a, a TEDx presentation from David Epstein, who explains that there is a changing gene pool. Athletes in the 20s had very similar body structures, regardless of what sport they practiced. Really? So a sprinter and a marathon runner had the same body? Uh, more or less. There were some differences, but not nothing like what we see today. Can you imagine a basketball player competing in gymnastics today? <laughs> It is hard to believe that only 100 years ago we knew so little about genetics. Yeah, right. It's even frightening if you think about what can happen in terms of gene doping with all the learnings coming from science. Oliver Rabin believes that genetics has already become a source of doping. Doping? When it comes to genetics, I've only heard about the biological passport, which can help identify doping traces in DNA. But I didn't know anything about gene doping. What is that exactly? It's the use of gene therapy in order to improve athletic performance. For instance, it is possible for anyone to get hold of the EPO gene on the internet, which controls the production of red blood cells, decreasing the heart rate and then taking longer to get tired, being the reason why it was used by some cyclists. Hmm. Now that you said, I remember what I decided to ban gene doping in 2003, and they were saying that it would be likely one of the biggest challenges for the agency in the next years. Actually, it can be highly risky for the athletes. It can produce massive inflammatory response, cancer, and heart attack. Wow, I didn't know it was so risky. But medicine is evolving, and gene doping will become safer and more common. I am sure of that. Do you really think so? I don't think modifying someone's genes is fair play. In fact, I listened to Andy Miach, professor in science communication at the University of Salford, who believed that gene doping doesn't go against the spirit of a sport. I think that it is at the same level as taking a drug to enhance performance. Well, he says that the sport is all about making the most out of the human body and that genetics will only speed up the improvement of performance. But for me, although genetics can help humans develop new treatments and avoid existing conditions, I don't think it should be used for the sole purpose of being faster, stronger and having more endurance. There is a thin line when it comes to regulations. But the fact is that today genetics plays an important role, but the environment still makes a difference between champions and the rest in most cases. Yes, but this could eventually change if genetics keep developing faster and faster. True. As genetics evolves and moves into human gene modifications, we could end up in a world like in sci-fi movies like Ataka, in which uh, the parents choose the features they want their children to have. And this goes against the values of a sport for me. The impact this could have on a sports competitions can only be expected to increase with super-athletes eventually being designed before they are even born. Yes, it is a major threat. In any case, the knowledge gained from experiences in life can never be replaced by a gene. Combination of training programs, self-awareness, new competition techniques, and the determination to push limits forward is what shapes true champions. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.